Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. I believe number six, Jay, if my accounting is correct. And let me tell you, if I got that right, it's luck because I am at the point in spring training. I don't know what day it is. I don't know how many days are left. Um, but I do know that I'm in Maryvale, which is not nearly as nice as it sounds. Um, little suburb, which is way too generous, of Phoenix. But uh, the Brewers uh, facility is beautiful, remodeled. Uh, it is absolutely fantastic. And the Padres play here today, and I'm very, very excited because Matt Strom gets his first start um, because they've been putting him in later in games, and he's actually they wanted to give him a start because in spring training, that's when you're going to face the really good hitters for the most part. And then after him comes Eric Lauer, who's only really, since his first Cactus League start, he's only been on backfields where he's been working on some different things. So, I mean, this is a big day in terms of the uh, Padres starting rotation, which we're going to spend a lot of time talking about. How are you, Jay? I'm fine, Kevin. You're so excited. I, I, I can't even remember. Did, <laughs> did you even introduce what we're doing here? I, I, I believe I'm Jay Poster. I'm the sports editor. You're Kevin Acey. You're the beat writer. I, I, I was thinking the other day that this thing just goes on and on and... <laughs> We've been working on the special section this week, and, and you just filed this long cover piece, which I think people will find very interesting uh, when it comes out, not this weekend, but next weekend. We'll have a 24-page baseball section in the paper on the 24th of March, and of course also online. Um, My story well. only took up 12 of those pages, yes, right? Yes, that's right. I think, that, I think we <laughs> might have cut it down to 10. Um, but I was just thinking, like, this thing just, it, it's been so long, and and... And spring training hasn't even ended, let alone the six week, six months that we have the season. So it's it, I know at this point you've got to be dying to get out of there and get on with the season. I know I'm sure fans are. I know I am. I, I'm I'm always tired of spring training or training camp or whatever uh, sport it is, whatever you call it. And and by this point, it's like let's just get on with the season already. Absolutely. And I will say it's different. I'm wondering how you're observing it. Here's where it's different for me. And I will use it as a segue to get into the starting uh, pitching um, because it's really the big question. Like, I'm excited to watch more good baseball. A, not a fan, I'm the guy who tells you know, fans about the team. But what I do is I watch a lot of baseball. I watch a lot of this team. So I'm excited about this season because I, I think it's virtually guaranteed, as much as you can have with, with human beings, that the Potters will be a more fun, a more quality, a better team to watch this year. I don't know what that will mean in the standings, and a lot of that has to do with the very, very young starting pitching. Right, and, and I agree, and that's part of the reason why I just want to get on with the season because yeah. it's like, okay, we keep reading about what's going to happen with, with this group and that group, <laughs> and it's like, all right, let's just see – Let's just yeah. see what happens already. I mean, there's no question the Padres should be more interesting. I mean, I, I kind of thought that last year, and and I still think even though the record was terrible, I do think it was more interesting uh, than the previous year. But but this year it should not only be more interesting from just a, a fascination standpoint, but from a win loss standpoint. I mean, the game should be better. The team should be better. Uh, in theory, that makes for better games and and hopefully more excitement around town and and people seem to be more excited about this team you know this year than in in several the last several years probably maybe the 2015 team I guess when that started uh people were excited at least for a little while and then the season got going and that it, it quickly waned but hopefully this will you know I I still don't think and and you know this is a situation we get into more right when the season starts but 
you know, Vegas still has the over-under for this team at 78.5. So you're still looking at where this might not even be a winning team. But it's just been so bad here for so long that if they can just keep if they can just keep it interesting for two months, three months, four months, whatever it might be, I mean, obviously the longer the better. But just so that, like, by the end of April, you don't feel like, oh, no, we still have five more months of this. Uh, you know, you you want to feel like there's some excitement and there's reason to to look forward to seeing games in July and August and 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 that sort of thing. So anyway, that's a long way off. A lot of it's going to depend on the starting pitching. There's a lot of candidates. A couple of them got beat up uh, in their last starts. Logan Allen over the weekend. Robbie Erland last night. Where do things stand right now, Kevin Acey? So Robbie Erland gets blown up by the Dodgers. I don't think that before that, Robbie Erland was really a candidate for this rotation because of how well he did in the bullpen, how excited they are when they talk about having that sort of like, you know, uh, you know, swing guy in the, in the bullpen. And he, was, he just really was very good uh, there. So that's where I think he'll start. Now, that said, he's going to make some starts this year because, you know, we're all focused on the, the beginning of the season rotation and every team is going to use eight, 12 or more starters. And that's even good teams. So, you know, we're, we haven't seen the last of Robbie Erland starting, but I don't think last night really made a huge difference, mm-hmm. as bad as it was. Logan Allen, here's a guy who I think this is who Andy Green is talking about when Andy Green says, you know, all we can go on with these young guys is spring results. And, but then in the next breath, he says, but, you know, these guys have really done it in the minors, and we, gotta, we look at their presence um, on the mound. We look at their stuff. We look at what they've done in the minors. Well, that, you know, that's Logan Allen. The guy has presence. He's got stuff. And he was really good in the minors. Um, why do you, you know, why is that important? Well, because that's the only kind of pitcher they have right now. <laughs> right. So right. Yeah, I the, think not uh, a lot of starts who, uh, on the big yeah. league level. I mean, I think he's what isn't Erlin the guy with the most, and he has like thirty-seven or thirty-five or he has something. Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Uh, yeah. And all of uh, all of Joey Lucchese's twenty-six, of course, came last year. Eric Lauer twenty-three last year. And then we're talking about Matt Strom, who has eight, but we all know that five of those were really glorified beginning of the game relief appearances. Sure. And the rest is rookies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I think Chris Paddock, look, Chris Paddock is in the rotation. Uh, I, it is amazing how good he is. And then how much this team has turned the, the, the front office, personnel people, the coaches, how much they've turned the page of where they're going to let on any excitement about young guys. When they talk about Chris Paddock, you would think he, like, had gone out and given up four runs every time. <laughs> it's like it's either they're completely bored or they kind of nitpick at these guys because that's they they flipped it to no. Look, this is just spring training. We need to see this kid do it. Well, they're going to see him do it in the majors. He's going to start the season uh, with the Padres. I'm absolutely convinced of it. Tell me what you think, Jay. Otherwise, what was spring training for? This kid has been. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think you go into it with the idea of he's probably not going to be good enough to start the season here. But what if you know you have to look at it? What if he is good enough? And so far, he looks pretty good. I mean, he had a couple of. I, I thought the one guy watch. I was able to see some of the outing the other night. The one guy that kind of had him down a little bit was was Jonathan Lucroy, the veteran yeah. catcher. He fouled off a lot of pitches, made solid contact. But you're talking about like one guy, and there were a couple. You know. Hard hit foul balls here and there. There were a couple long fly balls on a windy. Way up front on his changeup. Right on a windy on a windy night. But at this point, I'm not sure what benefit there is in someone like Paddock. He's going to pitch innings anyway. So if you're talking about an innings limit, um, you know maybe it's not quite as stressful at El Paso as it is obviously up here. But it just makes sense that 
you know, unless something goes wrong and with one more start in the in the spring and he just shows something where he's just not ready, he looks like a guy who can who can pitch in the big leagues. And you know, at this point, I, I don't see any reason not to uh, not to include him. And you're, you're going to be able to you know monitor his innings. And I, I wouldn't think we'd see him for more than five or you know probably four, five, six in just about every start. Um, but that's extra but that's days off. right with and taking extra time off. But let's see what happens. I mean, the, as we've always said, these things have a way of working themselves out. And you know, Paddock at some point is going to is going to need a rest to limit the inning. So you rest him. I mean, whenever that comes. But if he's pitching well right now, why not let him try to win you some games? Uh, so well, I, I, I think that's the idea. I, one thing I will say is I don't think. I would not pitch him on opening day. I don't think that's. Oh, I, I would no. not add that to a rookie making his debut and everything. Pitch him in. Pitch him fr- Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whatever it might be. But I think the opening day just adds too much to it. Uh, put someone out there like Lucchese, who's who's you know got experience. He pitched the second game of the year last year. Of course, it wasn't the opener, but still, he's he's been around the the big leagues for a full year. Let him go out there and pitch the first game. And, and save Paddock for a little bit later in the weekend. Uh, but it seems like Lucchese, Lauer, assuming he's okay since we haven't seen much of him, um, Matt Strom, Paddock, and then it's just kind of up in the air. I know we're going to see Cal Quantrill tomorrow, correct? Who pitched three scoreless uh, his last time out, the time before that. I, I think there was a run. He gave up a solo shot, I believe, but had, but looked a, a lot better. His velocity's back up. So both him and Logan Allen, the split squad tomorrow, both he and Logan Allen uh, start. I, I think that we're talking about Jacob Nix, Logan Allen, Cal Quantrill. But also, there's the makeup. You thought there's going to be innings limits on Paddock. There's going to be innings limits on uh, Strom. Mm-hmm. And they have a deep and varied bullpen. Uh, Robert Stock can go two, three at a time. You put Robbie Erlin back there. Maybe you put Brian Mitchell back there. Um, you, maybe it's Perdomo. Wait, wait. Did you just uh, say Brian Mitchell? Maybe you put <laughs> Brian Mitchell back there, especially at the beginning. Oh, I agree. No, I agree. This team might have 15 or 16 guys make starts this year. Um, and I, I didn't say Brian Mitchell start, but I say he's there for that, you know, maybe that day you get a ring out. And then all of a, I don't know. You know, you've got that cushion there. You need that when you already know that at least two of your starters coming in due to any buildup that they have not had because of injuries in the past, um, they're going to be limited. Plus, you know, but I watched Joey Lucchese today. He has looked amazing this spring his results have been good and then today in this wonderful view you get right when you're behind the backstop in a b game this stuff was popping but as usual it wasn't finding the strike zone all the time in the first inning joey lucchese struck out three and walked two and was up over 30 pitches right that was a classic joey lucchese first or second inning because where no damage on the on the scoreboard but you now know he's not going more than five innings and that because, was and yeah. right, and that was what happened last year with both him and yeah. Lauer, and and so I mean that's you know that's why you have a bullpen, that's why you have two or three guys yep. in the bullpen that can can extend for a couple innings, and I I think when we look at this pitching staff and try to figure out how good this team is going to be, that's the biggest problem is that it's not a it's not a traditional pitching staff where you where you can count on guys even in today's day and age where guys don't go deep into games anyway the Padres are going to go less deep into into games than probably most teams and so it makes it a little hard to evaluate where all this is but hey if you can get a guy to go out there pitch five innings give up two runs 
you're you know you're in the ball game and then you you know you think you've got a lot of the the bullpen looks pretty good they've got a lot of relievers who can who can come in and 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 go an inning here two innings there and now you're again you're in the game and you hope that with an improved offense that instead of losing some of these games you know two to one three to two now maybe you're winning a game four to three uh you know four to two something seven to like five that. seven right right yeah now Lauer, Lucchese need to make the next step and give them six or seven every once in a while. You still look, even in this day and age, and the quality start, you know, the six innings, three unearned runs or less, uh, is still a staple of playoff teams. Your bullpen, as good as the Padres' bullpen has been, they get worn down. So, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's fascinating. So we covered that day, the, well, the first fascinating thing. I think we got time for one more. Catcher. Jay, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Everyone's got one. Well, I mean, I mean, I think the obvious thing is they have two major league catchers on their team. That's a problem because you only get to use one of them in a game at the same time when you don't have a designated hitter. Um, so, uh, you know, you're around it. Austin Hedges is a tremendous defensive catcher. His offense leaves something to be desired, like the first part of his career. But did we see the real Austin Hedges the second half of last year? And, you know, can is that something the Padres can count on? Because if you can, that's a guy that you're looking at as a as a potential legitimate all-star, not a all-star that made it because you have to have a guy on each team. Not just an American League catcher all-star? Right, right. <laughs> He's a legitimate catcher yeah, all-star? But a, a, legitimate, <laughs> a legitimate all-star catcher. But if he can't hit, there's going to come a point where, you know, all the defense in the world might not make up for – for for the fact that he can't that he can't hit, and you have a guy like Mejia behind him, who looks like he really can hit, but needs work on his defense. So, you know, that's just reality. What you just said, right? Absolutely. So, so you're you're around it. It seems only fair that Austin Hedges gets the first shot, but do they keep Mejia up to only you know pinch hit and bat? And he, again, you can't even really pinch hit him if he's your only backup catcher. So, do you keep him up and he plays once or twice a week? Or does he go down to El Paso and you keep Chris Stewart up, and then Mejia, you know, you've got him available if if Hedges does does show that he's more the first half Austin Hedges than the second half Austin Hedges. So plays twice a week, and you can't pinch hit him, so you're giving away a bench spot when you're going to need to have a deeper bullpen, right? Right. Because of right. the staff we're talking about, right? At least you know uh, I haven't broken it down too much in terms of the schedule, but they're not all as friendly as April. And you're going to have times where you've got 12 and 15 games in a row. Um, so I, I just don't see giving away that spot. Now, one thing that Andy Green mentioned, uh, maybe it was a little a deke to throw me off, but uh, you know, Rod Barajas is up here. So you know, uh, and and you know, the guy's a catching genius, and he did it forever. And so you know, for the first time, they're going to have like a catching coach up here. Right. So he plays twice a week. Francisco Mejia does, and he gets Rod Barajas. And I will tell you that Austin Hedges, to his credit, has helped uh, Francisco Mejia a lot in terms of the handling of pitching staff, communication, and 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 defensively, you know, working on that stuff. Um, I still don't think it makes sense, and I know that the Padres didn't think it made sense and that maybe that like his bat you know him showing what he has in the screen um has started to have them convince themselves that maybe that makes sense but i still i believe that they they will come back to if they ever left it where they were uh at the beginning of the spring which is francisco mejia to be everything he can be needs to catch every day and and you know 
Austin Hedges deserves to show that second half Austin Hedges is, is the real Austin Hedges because it cannot be overstated on with any pitching staff, let alone one that's the oldest player is going to be 27 and he's got eight starts. Um, and the rest, are, there's an average age, even with Matt Strom, of 24 in this rotation. Um, that that Austin Hedges' value, I mean, I, I honestly can't put it into words. And, and it's not because I'm not a good writer. Um, it's because you can't, I mean, it's Austin Hedges is invaluable. Right. Well, and you are going to put that in words in a Sunday story. <laughs> so I am. We, we it, will it might as well start with, dear Austin, I love you. <laughs> um, this story... <laughs> No, I support it with quotes of many other men who love him. But uh, this this story is uh, hopefully going to get across the value that Austin Hedges brings. Right. I mean, because I think that's something that you know you people you hear about. Austin Hedges does the great job with the pitching staff. What exactly does that mean? Um, you know, stuff with pitch. I don't want to get into pitch framing and everything. To me, to me, pitch framing is just an, a way to take advantage of crummy umpires. And of course, there. Are, <laughs> <laughs> almost, almost every umpire is crummy, so it's a it's a valuable thing to be able to have. Yeah. But if they ever get smart and go to robo umps for strikes, that take that's going to take that away in terms of you know pitch framing, which they can't do soon enough, as far as I'm concerned. But anyway, that's another story. Let's let's talk real quick about the outfield. Um, five outfielders, three spots. Where do things stand at this point? Is Manny Margot going to be a starter or not? Yeah, Manny Margot will be a regular player. I, I do believe there's great value in, obviously, his defense and, and you know, if he can get on base. Um, now, Will Myers, he's not the chump that I think that uh, he used to be in center field. And his bat, and it's very intriguing to have a left-to-right Renfro Myers-Reyes outfield. Now, what that could lead you open to defensively, well, that could be a problem, but you also have Manny on the bench, so you've got a close game or uh, in late, late, and Manny Margot goes in and you move Reyes out and Renfro to right, Myers to left, and you're just fine. Um, so a little bit like the starting rotation where we're so focused on the first five, right? Well, so four outfielders play a lot. I think that, you know, that, that's okay. If everyone stays healthy for 162 games, uh, I still think four outfielders, three spots is, is just fine. The real question is, is Francie Cordero going to make this team, or is he going to um, be sent back to AAA? And Jose Pirella be like your true 25th man, because he spent all spring working at the infield, has had another really good spring at the plate, and now he's possibly in the outfield. So I think I think I think just the just the fact that you mentioned Brian Mitchell and Jose Pirella <laughs> on the same podcast I'm sorry. is just enough to get. To get your friends on Padre Twitter, or all a tw- all a Twitter over this, because I'm not sure which one I'm not sure which one they can't stand more. But I know well, what you mean. And, and if if Cordero's not going to but... pl- if Cordero's not going to play a whole lot, yeah. then does it make any sense to have yeah. him here uh, as as an extra as an extra guy? That was my and question while you were talking about all those guys was going to be okay. What about what about Cordero? Uh, but yeah. obviously, losing Jankowski is a big. Uh, it w- was a big blow because he he was yep. a guy who could who could fill a lot of uh, of those roles and I'm mm-hmm. not going to put Perella in that category obviously but at least he gives no, you a backup a guy, in a couple of yeah. different positions uh, and you know a couple years ago he he wasn't a bad hitter I don't you know and and I know that that was a reason that he was still around last year it was kind of like well geez we saw this guy a year ago and he hit pretty well. Why can't he do that again? And and this spring, it looks like he's he's hit the ball better than he than he did a year ago for, said, for whatever that's worth. 
player. I want to re- reiterate. Yes. I just said 25th player. I, I'm talking about 200 plate appearances tops. And, I'm, you know, and by the way, like, I could go through and, and find a whole bunch of guys on uh, teams that uh, won World Series rings that had a Jose Perella on there. And the guy helped them win a couple games. So, look, it, it was ridiculous. It's, it is awesome for Padres and Padres fans that Jose Perella has gone from being starter to possibly 25th man. That's, that's fantastic. Right. I, I agree. That's, a, that's something <laughs> that should be looked at as a, as a, as a, yeah. as a good thing that the roster has gotten, <laughs> the roster has gotten better. And it's not Jose Perella's fault that he was starting for the Padres. Right. At point. Well, that was like, it was like Amarista. The, 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 when Amarista was here, he wasn't putting himself in the lineup. You know, people, there was no, it was like, okay, we don't have a better choice right now. So anyway, we don't want to get going on that, uh, on that tangent. Uh, I know you have writing to do and, and, and I have work to do and we will get this. uh, uh, So we will conclude the podcast here and we will come back, I guess, just one more time from Peoria, right? Next week. Yeah. Peoria. Oh my goodness. Oh, don't make me sad, Jay. I'm going to miss Peoria. Just, just make sure, like just that. make sure I get my security deposit back. <laughs> it's, 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 it's all good. We're in good hands this year. Um, I, I, I will say, uh, it's so great that it's warming up. This has been super cold. I understand it's warming up back there too. Yeah, the rain has left. It has. Right. It's supposed to be a beautiful weekend. So uh, enjoy yours right. in the desert, and everyone else can enjoy theirs. And we will talk to everyone next week. Right on. Thank you.